gentlemen. You wanted the best, you got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Slowly we rock, Metal's uh, <laughs> funnest and dumbest podcast. How are we all doing today? Good, thank you. Cool. I am. Yeah, you yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, James. Uh, next to me is... Dan. And across from us is... Lewis. Happy Saturday afternoon. We're starting. Yeah. An hour off late. No, yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, so, yeah, to, okay. so Bristol is awesome for driving. Um, <laughs> after last time, it took me ages to get here. Mm. I thought I could avoid all the main roads and go around the back ones. Okay. Did a real, like... <laughs> tricky dick route it was amazing it was well ahead of time and mm. it turns out that the destination to get onto the main road i needed for you guys is no longer uh two-way oh dear <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah i almost risked it found out the hard way. yeah i also feel like i do live on an awkward road just for driving to and getting to well it depends where you live yeah, <laughs> if you're going from, I don't know, the opposite yeah, end Lincoln. of town. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very narrow for such a long, busy road. Yeah, I would say your road. Yeah, it's very definitely. odd. I used to get really angry about how busy the road got as well. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm not driving, it's walking, but I'm like, go somewhere else, go drive somewhere else. And I always think that it's your house, part of town. I always think your house is closer than it is, so I end up parking like five minutes away anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the longest road. Pe- people have complained about how long the walk down this road is to get here in the past. <laughs> it's like, because all the houses are on the out, same then. side. That's what yes. it is. So uh, yeah. you're not getting yeah. it odds and evens. You're getting it all on one side. So it feels doubly long when you walk in. When you know the yeah. house number and you're looking at the other house numbers going past. No, it's a very good point. Yeah. Thank actually, you for joining actually, us for our Bristol yeah. Roadworks yeah. chat. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Uh, every On my walk into work every day, uh, or every week, I should say, they always change something about the roadworks, which somehow diverts me even longer. <laughs> so now when I'm crossing the road opposite Temple Meads, uh, the train station, they've kind of got this like, it's like, herding cattle now it's like this kind of weird like loop everyone has to go through to get from one get across this traffic island yeah and they have a sign that says everyone walk on the left so that you know like in london with the yep. escalators no and it's does, also the correct way to walk but no one does yeah. this always because everyone wants to get across and people start <laughs> putting holes in the like the actual like roadworks <laughs> fences just to kind of get through a little bit sooner Anarchy. it's labyrinthian it's like yeah <laughs> every day on a walk into work it's like a video game that has a randomly generated level All the the pieces are familiar, but the layout's going to be different each time, so you're never quite sure what you're going to get. Every bit of road procedurally generated. It's it's amazing how much we're talking about. We didn't bring this up once beforehand. No. Before we started recording, and now we're all just like, yeah. But that's all that people are here for. Yeah, if we we were going off what we were talking about before, it would just be more Red Dead Redemption chat. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I went to see a film on Tuesday called Widows. Cool. Steve McQueen's new Steve movie. Steve McQueen's new yeah. movie. So it's really good. It's like what should be like a sort of B-movie heist genre. It's basically about four women that have to do a heist after their bank robber husbands all get killed. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Amazing film. Incredibly well made. Really good thriller. Um, and obviously from a very prestige director because he mm-hmm. did 12 Years a Slave and Shane. But it had the most unexpected use of a um, Wasp song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's not, it's, I think it's one of the only pop songs or like sort of oh, non, non, non-score music okay. that's in the, in the film. And it's just in the background of one scene in a shop. It's just playing Wild Child. Uh, <laughs> so go see it for that, if nothing else. Oscar uh, <laughs> director Stephen Green is a huge Wasp fan. Yeah. 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 Well, like, that was the tagline for um, Shame. It was um, fuck like a beast, wasn't oh, it? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel you might not have taken the, the right lessons from that movie. No, yeah. uh, it, was a, it was an aspirational like, yeah, kind of uh, film. Do Look wasp, how fulfilled his life is. Do Wasp fans have like a name? Like, you know how you got like Kiss Army and Slipknot's oh, Maggots? Like the Hive or the something Hive like is that. the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Hive. Yeah, that's very good. If that's not... Done. I don't think I, I bet I think they're maybe, the, the colony maybe, the lawlesses yeah. maybe actually um, Blackie Lawless it was actually maybe quite bigoted and he's only aiming for white Anglo-Saxon Protestants like that's his target audience <laughs> that's his fan base he doesn't want anything else makes sense. Uh, wow yeah. Name. yeah yeah everyone missed it and the clues um, were there the whole time <laughs> I, I have a real weird soft spot for Wasp yeah 
I don't know if I can honestly say if they're a good band or not. Lord Child's amazing, no? So it's some, they've got some belters. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But there's something so absolutely corny about them. But yeah, it's, also, bla- but, it's Blackie Lawless. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also like a complete lack of self-awareness as well. Mm-hmm. Like even with, it's like if you took Kiss completely on face value. You mean not in Satan's service? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah precisely. <laughs> like the only reason why they have the, uh, I suppose the only reason why they have like the, the darts between the letters and wasps is probably because they saw Kiss do it. But it's like if you took mm. Kiss completely at face value and want to like up it to the next level without <laughs> any of the sort of face paint or like the camp theatricality. But it's also weirdly camp. Without unintentionally camp as well. I mean, he yeah. has like a cod piece which like shot fireworks off, right? But it's definitely trying to be macho. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of gone too far. Is it macho to angle grind your own cod piece? Do you think? <laughs> it's that. I mean, angle grinders, I think, are inherently macho, yeah. right? Yeah, but, yeah, but like in the eighties, and cod, macho piece, kind of cod pieces are obviously macho. Yeah, absolutely. So, so angle grinding to give one. the impression of being macho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like the um, the middle-aged man Ferrari of clothing. <laughs> we were talking about cod pieces the other day, yeah, weren't we? I can't remember why. Yeah, because we were looking at pictures of cod pieces. <laughs> oh, medieval and like. Yeah. yeah, sort of like 16th, 17th century paintings. Because of... the more the more I think about it, the weirder it is that that was one of the items of clothing that just stopped being a thing. Was it Tudor noblemen? Were we looking pictures of? Maybe. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very prominent Feels right. pieces. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that's it's, that's a handy thing to have. I mean, what if you maybe getting kicked in the? It's better to be kicked in the balls every day. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, it's more. Is it more than just protective? Is it just literally there as like, or is it purely aesthetical? I assumed it'd be protective. Yeah. So what are the circumstances? If it's not, then it's a waste of time. Yeah, because what are the circumstances which you risk being kicked in the nuts each day that you have to wear a costume? Ah, it depends what kind of person you are, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're an American footballer, right? Or a okay. rugby player, something like that, uh, that makes sense to have yep. a card piece. But as an everyday, maybe maybe things well, were it's different. Well, a job shop, isn't it? Or... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe mm. things were just a little bit different back in like, you know. <laughs> Am I getting job strikes and card pieces mixed up? Yeah. Probably. Cold pieces. It's the uh, same area, yeah. isn't it? It's the yeah. same, same part of town. So. Yeah. yeah. Same part of town. <laughs> what it's are we the, doing? It's not the weirdest thing to get mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, moving swiftly on. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, how's everyone's uh, week or two in rock and metal been? I feel like we're, we're, it's been a bit quiet for gigs and stuff right now. The last couple of weeks. I feel like we've got a lot coming up in the future, but like... We've got next bit, week. Yeah, it's a bit of a calm before the storm. Yeah. So next yeah, week, this everything kind of kicks off. Yeah, next week. Yeah. So next week we're going to go see Between the Buried and Me and Tesseract. Yeah. Which I'm very looking forward to seeing Between the Buried and Me. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have. I feel like I've given Tesseract a lot of shots. Like every time a new album comes out, mm-hmm. I always give it a listen, and it's never, never clicked for me. I would say they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem for me. They're just they're there. It's okay to yeah. me anyway. Um, it's never quite been. It's never had me excited to it's, listen to. I think it came about with like a big wave of gem bands when uh, Periphery obviously skyrocketed for doing yeah. something genuinely innovative mm-hmm. and like with catchy bits and this and that. It's got yeah. a lot of hooks. It's got a lot I you can unpack. I think that's the thing with, uh, with Periphery. Like there's, there's actual hooks to their music. It's melodic yeah. and heavy, but when it's melodic, it's catchy and memorable. And it's yep. unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think all the... Uh, I don't really think there's any other gem bands for me personally that are anywhere near as close... Mm, to yeah. the top as periphery same yeah like, like, it's, 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 they're in their own kind of league yeah there's a lot of um, riffs that ka-chow chow ka-chow chow ka-chow chow and then the vocals vocals are all a little bit they're very um, lots of melody without any hooks yeah uh, lots of like it's almost as if like as if James Labrie was the template for all vocalists yes. like very yes. breathy kind of yeah yeah which is the opposite of what makes Spencer great Yes, exactly. Yeah, super, super ball-in, powerful vocals. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Guy mm. knows his way around the hook. But I, I'm also always open to being um, surprised and having my mind changed. So maybe I could watch Tesseract uh, next week and yeah. be completely blown away and come out like a huge fan. Yeah. And if not, early night. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly how it was for me with Between the Buried and Me to start with. I just yeah. couldn't True. get into them at all. And then I can't remember which album it was. Great Mr. X. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly now everything's... Makes sense. Better, but I think, cause I think Colours probably is their best album. But for me, as a first one to start with, it was too much. Yeah. I just couldn't a get a on, grip on any it? of it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Great Misdirect still had a lot of that, but also, I don't know, just seemed to flow a bit better for me yeah. as a first listen. Uh, yeah, I get it. But, but with Between the Buried and Me, you're looking at a band whose songs average out at probably about eight to ten minutes mm. and they go in so many different directions at different speeds and everything, uh, mixing different genres and whatnot. 
Uh, whereas with a lot of Genty type stuff, say with Tesseract, the pace never really changes that much. Like, yeah. Uh, mm. And they don't really kind of mix in like the huge collective influences. I think sometimes I can find it like I'm not just speaking of Tesseract, just of a lot of bands in that genre. One thing that does tend to get missed is dynamics. Yeah. You know, and you've got like some real big blasty sections. And then I don't know, a lot of them just kind of they're just like a little bit flat off the mark sometimes. Yeah. But for like the whole track. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? I, uh, if anyone listening is like a big gent fan and can maybe point out like what I'm missing from the genre. Yeah. Why say only say a band like Periphery has resonated with me whereas others haven't or if there's other bands that are like Periphery then get in touch and let us know. Yeah, there absolutely. Was, there was a band called, um, do you remember Red Sea's Fire? Yeah, yeah. I they were superb. Yeah, they were incredible. Name, yeah. Nolly was in them. Okay, nice. Cool. cool. So uh, that's the ingredient. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's the special sauce. <laughs> yeah. Is he still working with Periphery these days? Like even off on the sidelines, or is he just doing? Uh, uh, he's not touring with them. I don't. I think he's, he's just kind of thrown himself into production that now. That's cool. Which makes sense. He is absolutely fantastic yes. at. So yeah, yeah. it was really it's cool real when you watch move. all those. Because um, that Privy is a band. I feel like it's made up of everyone is like an absolute aficionado. Like yeah, like prodigy yep. in every instrument they play and every element of like production and all of it mm-hmm. it's, it's so yeah they uh they're a talented bunch of dudes everyone's got all kinds of cool side hustles yeah like they're a real smart band definitely yeah. real business orientated without Compromise. i don't know they've kind of yeah they've allowed all of their businesses and all of their exploits to not kind of detract from the music well, or shape it but we, the, allow them to do more if, uh, we talked about on the podcast but uh their old record head because i'm trying to what label they're on now um, but he was actually saying that like they should be a bigger band than they actually are. Yes. And he was saying like like he was trying to convince them when they were doing a tour of Deftones like no it's okay you can play your more popular songs you don't have to constantly feel like you're not you know going against the grain or mm. yeah. that you do any if you play like a catchy song at a gig it's okay because like you want to make sure you're connecting with the guy at the front and the guy in mm-hmm. the nosebleeds and stuff like that and they were very reluctant to do that and but apparently he convinced them to play uh, Jetpacks was yes on the, the Steftones tour and they were saying it went down really well mm. but they just don't want to make that kind of compromise where it's like no we don't want to yeah. write that single which is, which is which great. is fine yeah. which is absolutely yeah. how you should be and they've got yeah. themselves in a position where they absolutely can do what they want which yeah. is great mm. so yeah but um, yeah it's just one of those interesting things where like it, at the same time it's like oh you know I, you want to see that band go as far as they possibly could yes and it's uh, yeah, it is. It's interesting that they don't want to make that compromise when they also are probably well aware that like they could craft like a very catchy, very accessible album that mm. could take them to the next level. Which I think P three was maybe the I don't know, the I, one for catchiness and like, I, I would have thought maybe Alpha Omega. I think that's where it started. That's yeah. the one for me. I but I think with the last one, the amount of massive hooks, the, like there was a lot more single worthy material on there yeah. from a smaller album. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would say yeah. almost everything bar the first two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which are nuts. Mm. Um, could be a single. Yeah, and also like uh, the first song of it, I can't remember what it's called, The Price is Wrong. Yeah. That was the one that was like, it was like, Grammy nominated. Really? Yeah. And I was like, that's okay. fair enough. It's amazing they've been recognised, but of all the songs off that album yeah. where I'd say, oh, this is the one that's, yeah, right? There's there's much, yeah, um, Stay Indoors and yeah, How the News Goes. Yep. Well, that. talking of how the news goes, Jim. God, talking about how the news goes. Do we goes. have anything and management in the news? decisions? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, being your own creative. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> segue, segue, segue. <laughs> Basically, I want to talk about this on the Slayer episode because this is when the story broke out, but we just didn't have enough time. Um, it's yeah. the Tuesday after uh, we went to see Slayer and we did a review of it on the last episode. Uh, another band played, uh, <laughs> played Bristol the following day. Uh, played a venue <laughs> called the Exchange, uh, which is a uh, great venue. Great venue, small venue near uh, just off Old Market. Yep. Also has like a nice coffee shop in there. Record label upstairs, Specialist Records. Yep. It's fantastic it's as cool, well. Cool, place. It's it's a cool place. Really cool place. Yep. To visit. Yep. Yeah. So they <laughs> they had booked a band to play from LA called Threaten. Who by now you've probably you've heard probably of. Heard of. Yeah. yeah, they've really. And, even uh, the BBC News have talked about. Yes, this. Uh, the, it's it's like it's it's gone viral. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go. Lewis didn't go. Dan didn't go. No. And it sounds like we weren't the only Turns ones. Turns out <laughs> no one went. Yeah. So that can't be right, though. I heard they're very popular. My understanding is on Facebook, they're huge, aren't they? Yeah, lots of YouTube views. So, I mean, there's videos of crowds from his tour promotion where they're in the thousands. Surely that's from the same gig as him, right? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, lo- God, you, can't, you can't splice... 
footage of massive crowds together. Absolutely not. That's no. illegal. Yeah, certainly not. It's misleading. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wouldn't. He wouldn't mislead anyone, would he? Absolutely. Well, Jared Threaten. Mm, sorry to disappoint you. But <laughs> <laughs> so for um, for those uh, who somehow like in the music uh, world who've somehow lived under a rock for the last couple of weeks, yeah, I guess we just tell you this. Um, an LA band uh, named Threaten, which, as far as you can tell, appears to be a one-man solo project from a guy called Jared Threaten. T H R E A T I N. Hang on. Yeah. One man. Just one man. Well, we watched a music video earlier, and there were definitely five people playing instruments. I'm, I'm going to break to you. They were all the same man. They were all Jared friends. Oh, my yeah. God. You probably didn't realize because like, he was looking to the left in one shop and to the right in another. That's it? Yeah, yeah so you probably got yeah. him mixed And up. he's trapped Ooh. in a mirror in one and then not in the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, turns out, an LA band called Threaten, it's basically a solo project for a guy called Jared Threaten. Um, you- <laughs> Jared Threaten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically used paid uh, likes uh, and comments on social media, so Facebook and YouTube specifically, to generate a fake or the appearance of a fake fan base. Well, the appearance uh, of a real fan base. Or a real fan base even, yeah. yeah. Which actually led them to convince promoters or, yeah, or, yeah. Not promoters, yeah, or venues to book them for a UK and European tour. Um, various venues like The Exchange, The Underworld in London... Oh, uh, he did the yeah. underworld. Oh uh, man, where else did you? Uh, Asylum Two in Birmingham as well. Uh, but he basically convinced him to book him out, only to then go on tour with support bands for no one to turn up. Yeah, because no one had heard. Of yeah, we're band. not somehow be surprised. Well, we're not talking just like you know he had a thousand actual likes and then decided to boost <laughs> the numbers to say five thousand. He didn't have any real likes, did he? As far as we can tell. Yeah, really, just, like at all. Well, I assume so because. It's not like he had a handful of real ima- fans and then... I imagine there was like in some the in the US or whatever, but I don't yeah. think there was but it just anyone maybe, knew about him over I mean, here. Because I don't know if it... Because you'd think as well, people maybe would have recollection or of him maybe playing shows in LA. Yeah, and pe- people yeah. buy into stuff as well. Like if, if you see something that... I mean, I guess some people might like his music. No, that's, that's I impossible. I don't know. No. <laughs> so the, re- the way this kind of came out was because um, on the... Uh, on the Facebook page for Threaten, uh, the underworld in Camden <laughs> left a comment saying, what happened to the 291 advanced ticket sales your agent said you sold? Three people turned up. <laughs> please don't lie about ticket sales and please do not contact us again for a show. Um, then later, uh, the uh, exchange in Bristol uh, left a comment basically on their Facebook page saying, last night of exchange, a band from LA called Threaten played we were expecting a busy night because the promoter supposedly had sold 180 tickets. It was a bit weird to find out the promoter was still in Hollywood instead of being at the gig. Slightly weirder that we hadn't sold any tickets through the venue at all. It really seemed weird when the only people to arrive were the support band's guest list. We had to ask Threaten to pay the venue higher staff costs before anyone else played. Uh, the singer eventually huffed off and withdrew the money so the show could continue and they could play to literally zero people <laughs> aside from their tour manager and a couple of guys from one of the support bands because they felt bad for this guy. Turns out Threaten are essentially a fake band. 38,000 likes on Facebook, all of which have been paid for. Oh, right. So it was all okay. So it's li- yeah. what I mean. Wow. It just yeah. adds to the okay. stupidity of um, the man. The 100 or so people attending the event page and all the other event pages for their tour are all based in Brazil. <laughs> Ideal for a European tour. (laughs) (laughs) Every comment on their YouTube videos is phony, including ones about how the women posting want to... Read it. Save a sentence, but including the ones about how the women posting want to lick sweat off his body. I'm starting to think they probably didn't win Top Rock rock Artist of the Year award, (laughs) like their bio suggests. Uh, just when you think you've seen... Then Bio says they won Top Rock Artist. Also, yeah. what is that award? Top Artist of the Year award, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're into music. I thought you went to music college. Yeah, exactly. Like, you had, like, oh, your... What's an Academy Award? That's basically what you just said. <laughs> best actor, best director, yeah. Top Rock Artist of the Year. And this, yeah. these, these awards are obviously factual. Yeah, it's the like Top Rock Grammy. Artist of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just when you think you've seen and heard it all, something like this comes along. Truly amazing stuff. Um... Also, because I mean, you might go into some of this, but I remember seeing on the BBC article that one of the support bands in Birmingham didn't obviously didn't realise quite what had happened in right. terms mm. of fake likes, fake stuff. One of so, the previous shows. I'm not sure. There's one okay. in Birmingham yep. on this tour, but like the support band actually stayed around to watch them because they just assumed nobody had bothered to turn up. 
Well, the gig and they felt sorry for them rather right, okay. than what had actually happened, which is the whole thing. Yeah. Fake. So, it's so <laughs> apparently, um, what uh, Jared Threat had been telling people. <laughs> Jared Threat. <laughs> Never yeah. gonna get bored of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> what he'd been telling people was that uh, the promoter uh, must have really messed up that. Because he effectively, what happened was he's because he's a he's a one man project. He's recorded this album on his own. He's promoting it himself, through. and it sounds like he's recorded this album on <laughs> his own. Absolutely, does yeah. Uh, even someone who doesn't know the first thing about recording albums, this <laughs> guy recorded this on mm. his own. That he basically told him that the promoter had messed up. That when he'd got a uh, hired band, uh, just like practice with some musicians, and I'll go into this a bit more later because there's a lot of deception going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but said yeah. Basically, when I come over here to tour, yeah, usually there's a lot more people here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh my God, what yeah. a sack of shit. It's the, amazing. The promoter must have messed up big time. This is just so strange. Well, that's what, when you first told me the story, my first assumption was, um, oh, he's obviously been lied to by a crooked oh. promoter and lost money or nah. been tricked. I mean, as you're saying, quickly, that is not the case. Jared Threaten will not stand for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Jared Threaten. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's such a good... When was the last time you came across a band, like a modern contemporary band, that had was named after like the frontman in the sort of or like the Van Halen kind of way, like that? Like it's just not a thing anymore, is it? It's almost like a kind of a cliche. Um, all time low. The singer's <laughs> called Daniel or Tom Low. He's called Al Tim Low. <laughs> Al Tim Low. <laughs> L O W E, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Right, you, so you got like your Van Halens. Yep. Um, your Bon Jovis. Bon Jovis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a couple more which I'm forgetting, but again, uh, excuse me. You've got your Dokken, your Winger. Oh, your Slaughter. Mark Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Slaughter. Yeah. Precisely. Uh. Yeah. So that this is like that's like a classic like 80s rock. Cinderella kind of, with Johnny Cinderella. Johnny Cinderella. It's definitely yeah. not his name. <laughs> Motley Drew. <laughs> Keep trying to think. There must be one recently, but I can't think. Right? I can't think of anything either. Ed, yeah. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. yeah I did yeah. think about it, but I realised, but that's just his normal. It's a joke, it doesn't work because he doesn't even have a band, does he? Yeah. Just, that's his whole deal, isn't it? But it's just him on his own. So. Oh. Um, the idea of naming a band after yourself, giving yourself a fake name and naming the band after yourself. Finesse and Prison. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's. Um, it's such a dated concept. And like one of the things that like diving into this guy's backstories, we'll go into a bit more, yeah. is his weird perception of what he thinks makes a mainstream rock star uh, in yeah. 2018. It's basically all of the blandest bits of what might have made a rock star in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Or right? like, yeah, in the 80s like, uh, or 90s alternative yeah. rock kind of thing. Kind of reminds me of a school band from like yes. put together. Like, you know, when you're at yes. school, you mates of bands and stuff, but it's just gotten a bit out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> it never really ended from that sort of 14 year old sort of playing in a garage stage. Yeah. Because another suspicion of mine as well was um, obviously you could get like a bunch of um, pop stars who say they just have like very, very, very rich parents, right? And yes. basically yes. buy the promotion and record deal from like Hanson, mm. I think, are like one of the best examples of that. Mm. I think their dad was like I'm a not being funny. multimillionaire or something. There are so many bands coming through, bands that we play with and that, that we know for a fact have had everything bought for them. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of a lot of the time now, that's, that's kind of how, yeah. how you do it. It's basically yeah. just be born rich and then you're yeah. cool. It's interesting. Weirdly. Post, well, Post Malone as well. Um, apparently his uh, parents are like, again, pretty wealthy. Ashamed? His dad might have been like, since with like, radio stations in like the tri-state area. Right, so, like, New okay. York, New Jersey well, kind no, of ironically, thing. they made their money in bath products. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is his way of uh, rebelling. Um, and like, then, gentlemen's shaving kits and stuff like that. Yeah. It's interesting as well, because if that is the done thing now, it, it must be difficult if you generally are a talented yeah. songwriter. Like, yeah. isn't how to break free. My right? understanding is obviously completely different music here but Taylor Swift is like her parents are very rich etc yes. yeah but then she writes well she did I don't know if she does now she wrote her own songs uh, no to a lot, no a lot a lot of it will be ghost written um, yeah I know that you well. have ghost writers that will sign over the like they'll they'll keep a lot of the copyrights and things mm. but it will be essentially their names will be removed from yeah, it yeah because within the industry they know and people know who wrote and who they worked with oh I know you get yeah. the ghost writers yeah. so, so it's very lucrative isn't it yeah so, so it, most Christ, most pop is 
that essentially yeah. it'll be sold as oh no they write their own songs where well, they absolutely do not yeah. or they might come in and be like hey what if we say and instead I, of I, and yeah bon Jovi have songs written for them probably yeah, yeah I'm trying bon to think Jovi. I'm sure yeah, there is yeah, bon like bands I was trying to think who do have Ozzy has but I mean this this happens in rock and metal but it's a lot less obvious sometimes well you expect with Howard Jones yeah Howard Jones from Killswitch was saying that he actually does some songwriting for yeah. a couple of labels now as yeah. well and like which I thought was really interesting because obviously like he's having a bit of a comeback at the moment with his new band but um, it, I, it's, just, it's something which is never really spoken of like yeah. I remember speaking with um, Doc Coyle from God Forbid uh, who again was saying that he wrote a song for um, Body Count yes yeah um, yeah yeah um, Trivium uh, Wretchedness Inside of the new album Cinema Sentence is a song that was written by Matt Heafy for another band he didn't say what the band well, was Slipknot, yeah. but you listen to it it's definitely yeah, Slipknot yeah. It's, but, it's the most Slipknot sounding song yeah. ever Yeah. so here we do have a guy who's honestly trying to write his own stuff right yeah, yeah so right. Right. But yes, <laughs> So my first thought yeah. was that he was doing this tour based off the back of the bank of mum and dad that yes. they just paid for the venues to be hired like oh Austin wants to be a rock star let's pay for him to go to Europe that's what I'd assume yeah. yeah he's also got um, you guys are familiar with big dick energy <laughs> yes right yeah um, I'd say he's got like that kind of big douche energy yeah. of uh, someone who does have everything paid for by their parents but yeah and it carries have, across in his videos it, yeah, yeah it does yeah, have yeah, that yeah. vibe but apparently that isn't the case whatsoever is what, oh yeah, so he's get, just an asshole so no it, this all <laughs> as far as i can tell all of his stuff about like say the the paid fan base and the paid tour yes. was all self-funded and probably off the back of like credit cards and stuff uh, which is a scary thing to Insane. do right yeah just like kevin smith when you made cloaks you know um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except if he hadn't made a film and just went to Sundance with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it worked out for the best. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, uh, Jared Fretton came to Europe with, you know, a set list. He came with a bunch true. of songs. Yeah. Um, came with a gift so, that no one asked yeah. for. <laughs> but he's probably making bank now, I reckon. Oh, probably, sadly. I, I think he's paying off a lot of credit cards. Yeah. There's a lot of Fretton t-shirts being sold. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the ironic... Uh, yeah, apparently they were going for like 80 quid on eBay at some point. Uh, People, any, some of the odd person who had been to one of these shows bought a t shirt. No, you know exactly it. who was selling them. Oh, Jared Fred. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, eventually stuff. word got out pretty quickly. He was probably that... also buying them to fake sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, like, word got out um, that this was all a bunch of bullshit. It turns out, so basically, one by one, the venue started cancelling. They're like, well, we're going to make a loss mm -hmm. on this. The, like, the notoriety of this story isn't enough to justify putting on the show again. And so the whole band was effectively stranded in Ireland without any gigs. Uh, but, like, all these their flights back to America, you know, say, in yeah. two weeks' time, because they were still meant to be on tour and stuff. Oh, no. Um, so it turns out that the whole thing was booked because... Um, Jared Fretton also had like, God, this is, it's so elaborate, this. But he hadn't just crafted a... Because it's, it's, technically it's not a fake band. It's a solo project. That's yeah. his band's real. He's paid for a fake fan base. But as well as doing that, he also kind of created his own sort of like management group. Okay. Uh, he created his own I think record label and his own kind of like rock news website. No, I didn't know about the news oh, website. Yeah. All of which he was using basically to... It's like an episode of Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like an episode of Nathan for you. Or Nathan for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do we think? No. What mm. if? No, I think it would have must have come out. By oh my God, that's... Nathan for you. But if fact that it's a Nathan for you, it could pass for a Nathan for you. Yeah. Scheme, really. yeah. And it's not clever enough for a Nathan for you. Isn't it? In terms of the payoff. Yeah, what is the actual... Well, a lot of, what, a lot of yeah, those schemes shit, don't have right. a payoff. No, 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 no. Well, they get a lot of uh, tension. Like the dumb Starbucks uh, yeah, one yeah. had a lot of payoff. For those I mean, we're literally recording a podcast in yeah. the yeah, UK. For those who don't know, Nathan For You is an amazing <laughs> comedy show about a guy called Nathan Fielder who goes to small businesses with ideas <laughs> to help them. Uh, really good example, very quickly. Uh, pizza delivery company. But um, at the moment, they're not doing very well. And they've got a thing where if you don't get your pizza in half an hour... Um, you know the pizza's free so Nathan says right here's what we're going to do uh, you say pizza within 10 minutes or you get a free pizza but the catch is the free pizza they get is actually just an inch big <laughs> and they still have to pay for the regular one so it's dumb ideas like that to help businesses I think you might be right maybe this is a oh, wait, Nathan Fuse currently uh, all season 1, 2 and 3 are all on Now TV 
Oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, maybe, well, maybe he, maybe Jared threatened saw Nathan for you as a... He just thought he didn't know it was a comedy show. He thought, thought he was just like a business. This good. Yeah, he's like, yeah. wow, okay. So um, he ended up, uh, he set up a, uh, a bunch of, like a fake booking agency called Stage Right Bookings. Um, it's a good name. Yep. It sounds real. <laughs> it is, it is a good name. You know what I mean? Name. It's not enough to be fake. It's just yeah. Yeah. bland enough to uh, be there. He then also, then as well as that, he also started up, um, let's have a look. What's the rock going on here? They, oh, one of the people involved in stage right bookings, like the owner or one of the main management is called, his alias is Brian Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Guy oh, so <laughs> on, on their management page, it has a list of all of the artists they supposedly represent. And he's come up with like a couple of like actual real people. Like for example, Michael Anthony is on there basis for Van Halen mm. but at the same time as well he's also come up with a bunch of fake names for bands some of the fake names are amazing yeah this. so uh, a band called Sunrise Station uh, Curve Diamond Lights uh, February Morning Youngbloods Years Old Young yeah Youngbloods is definitely a Youngblood, they could oh be he's got cars yeah. on there so I really yeah. feel like uh, Material Issue a band called Landing Priority are represented by this fake agency he's as well. A, he's 100% he's gone the, on a band name generator. Yeah. Or also, um, he's in the wrong business if he's come up with these himself. He should be, <laughs> yeah. he should be in marketing or something, um, shouldn't he? The Future Buzz, The Great Society, Classic, The Band, Box Ca- Tops. <laughs> classic, The Band. Yeah. Ice Age, Third Eye, The Calmness, Threaten. This is like his roast nah, boss for bands. A sporting now. Threaten's yeah. so unrealistic. Uh, then also... God, there's also like a fake record label he set up called um, Superlative, uh, where he comes up with like superlative. a super sorry, pardon, sorry. Yeah, rest, yeah. Uh, who comes up with? I'm going to say it's pronounced superlative. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, there's also a like a fake history of this record label. Where he talks about their founding in 1964 uh, after following the appearance of the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, super, what, how was, sorry, was it? Yeah, Superlative, super, I think. Super, oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've never heard of <laughs> The intent to find the next music sensation. And talks about how they did like disco, rock and roll, pop R&B. Yeah, new wave in the 80s. So he just basically comes up with like a fake bio for Got a logo this record as well. Label as record well. Label. Like, yeah. Um, to what end though so also I've just gone on to a rock band named Generator yeah. and typed in Jared Threaten as some like source material uh, and we've got Jared Threaten's <laughs> Jared Threaten's Midnight Jockeys yeah Jared's Midnight Jockeys keep going uh, McAngel yeah <laughs> No Angel No Rest for the Jockeys <laughs> 1000 Inch Gloves <laughs> like he also Saving Jared Threaten he, he comes up with a um a rock, uh, like rock press outlet called Top Rock Press, uh, which only has like three articles on it, and it's like, or well, yeah, three or four articles. Uh, an article about Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath, Axl Rose talking about Donald Trump, something about Metallica, and then just something about Threaten, so that he's got a reference for like as if they're a real band. Get some smaller bands in between as well. Don't have yeah. three of the biggest artists ever, <laughs> and then Threaten. <laughs> Bit of a giveaway. Uh, he also like get he has an interview on the website with David Ellison from Megadeth, and apparently he just literally copy and paste it from Alternative Nation uh, and their site, and even forgot to like change like the name of the journalist from Alternative You're Nation. Joking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely shameless. So he's created all of this. <laughs> just to actually make it seem like the band is of some significance. But there's no one to look at it. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I assume that if anyone does any research into the band when they've made the booking, it's just to say, oh, yeah, I've got this, that, and the other. Just uh, like an episode of Hustle. I'm telling you. (laughs) This guy's a con man. And when you... I mean, he actually is, but yeah. When you do, like, um, like release an album that, you do a bunch of press kits and all that, so you're going to have a lot of uh, quotes and stuff from... Totally, Notable yeah. publishers. So he's obviously got that sorted yeah, there. Yeah, faked it all, yeah. So, like, it's obviously a guy who has, like, a knowledge of the music industry. Yeah. To have gone to that level yes. of detail. Except mm. how to get fans. Yes. Well, some help. Yeah. The difference between fake and real, I think, is the... He's tricked himself, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he played, played himself. Yeah, DJ Khalid would say, yeah, you played yourself. Which is why I assumed it was all a dodgy promoter to start with lying to this guy. Because it yeah, would be right. an insane thing to do this, right? Yes, to yourself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, you, yeah, DJ Khaled said it best, which is a thing I thought I'd never say. So, <laughs> uh, 
so anyway, um, unsurprisingly, when they get to Ireland, after the, the members of the band, the backing band, start to get like phone calls and text messages. From Is that the Midnight Jockeys? <laughs> These were just dudes that he uh, found online and uh, hired. And like, it's really interesting his actual selection for them as well. But um, He's tricked so many people. Yeah. So basically, they, they sort of get in contact with friends and family saying, hey, we've just read about you in the press. Like, this is like a fake tour. This has all been staged. Like, what's going on? Uh, and a few family... Were the friends and family real? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> they who knows anymore? Is Jared um, Fretton his real name? No, it's not. No. It can't be. Yeah. Excellent. No. Uh, so, um, basically, uh, I think it was the drummer whose family actually flew over to Ireland as a holiday to go to spend some time in Ireland and go see him play this band, only to find out that the gig wasn't going ahead oh, when they man. got there. So, they basically had to, he had to stay with them for a few days while he got the money together to be able to fly back. And obviously, if he's flying back, he's taking his drum kit with him. So, he's got to get, get all of that through. So, that's going to be like super expensive, super time consuming. Uh, the guitarist also quit as well, but he managed to get some uh, money together or just to be able to fly back to, I think it was Las Vegas. I heard they got away. paid. I was going to say, do they get so, paid for this? So here's the thing. Because there's, the uh, there's a couple of uh, interviews with the ex-members now. And the drummer actually comes across as a really nice guy. And there's a good interview of him where he's just very, very... He's just like look, trying to look at it as a positive thing. Like the whole thing was a bit crazy. Yeah. But he just went to do it because he wanted to... You know, it was like good experience. to get to go tour the band in Europe. Uh, but initially, they were all told that they were going to get paid for this. Uh, as, yeah, as you would yeah. session musicians. And mm-hmm. Exactly. But like, things like accommodation, food, and all of that stuff would be covered. Then, when they're leaving, or about to leave the day before, they find out that they're only getting $300 each, and that's effectively like their per diem. So that's the co- they've got to use the that. entire tour. The <laughs> entire tour, yeah. So they're going to Europe. But all, the, accom- all, the, accom- yeah, all the accommodation is paid for but they have, they just give them $300 between them, or each even, just to cover the cost of everything else while they're out there. So that will literally just wow. buy you like food while you're there. Yeah. Can, yeah. If that, yeah. Yeah, if that. It turns out that basically he had just found the members of his, uh, the backing band just on YouTube. Like the guitarist, for example, I think like he's, uh, he's in like a metal band and stuff like that. Uh, but he, he found him on YouTube, but the guy has maybe like 100 views tops on his videos. So he's not like a prominent YouTube guitarist yeah. or anything like that. It's just literally someone that he stumbled across. Uh, which, but- he, which he probably, knowing everything that he'd done and knowing that if he got people who maybe did have hundreds of thousands of views, whatever, they might actually know stuff about the industry. Yeah. So maybe it was part of the con to get more naive or less experienced. Which is even worse. People. Exactly, yeah. No, it's a real shitty thing with people's so, like hopes and dreams. Yeah, exactly. The way it kind of all came about was they, were, they got phone calls and emails from people who claim to be part of this management company and this uh, booking agency uh, and that the guitarist uh, Joe uh, Prenera spoke with someone called Lisa Golding on the phone who was meant to be representing the band and got some emails from which is a very dude. very managerial name mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, never actually met her obviously I think eventually put two and two together and realized it was Jared Fretton's wife who was posing wow. as say, yeah um but like, yeah, we go. Yeah, like uh, his most popular video on YouTube is him like on a treadmill playing guitar while performing "Where the Streets Have No Name." By <laughs> That's such a YouTube thing. Yeah, to do. And like, like he's a talented guitarist, but he's he's not anyone with any prominence, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was very odd that they reached out to him and said, "Oh, you're the dude. You've got to come play with us." But at the same time, someone says, "Do you want to join a band and tour Europe?" Or and especially if you don't have much industry experience and exactly. whatnot, absolutely. Yeah. Why would you not do that? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, come so, have an adventure in Europe and yeah. play some music. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, it's so uh, exploitative. It's gross, so isn't it? So the, they found like there's like a uh, Facebook page for um, Lisa Golding, and all it reveals is like a stock photo of <gasps> a woman. Is that Carla uh, Gugino? It looks a bit like it, doesn't it? It looks like Carla Gugino would be a stock photo. Yeah, it actually does look like it. I don't think it is it. It does (laughs) look like it. That's my first thought. And she's a part of a company called Aligned Artist Management. Um, I was going to add her as a friend. All these these names. No, no. If you're trying to add her as a friend, there's no recommended friends or anything like that. No common connections or anything. It's just literally just a... (laughs) I I also think that might be true of most people in America. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we have many common threads. Yeah, (laughs) Me and M. Yanks. I know everyone in America. Oh, that's that's ambitious. Yeah, come on, mate. I've not been to Mississippi yet. Anyway, so uh, the banquet eventually make it home. 
they kind of talk about the, the weirdness of experience of like getting contacted by the management company and stuff like that, but never actually meeting them and only ever actually meeting um, Jared Friend and his wife who posed as a tour manager while also doing the tour photography. And if you watch... Uh, did she go on the tour with them? She did, yeah. So if you okay. watch videos of the live sets, um, it's basically just her filming Jared the entire time. Doesn't obviously film the venue because it's empty. Yeah. Doesn't film any of the backing band. She's just absolutely kind of fixated on him. Uh, which I guess they were just using as more material yeah. to put together. To con again, yeah, yeah, to precisely. splice in crowd footage from yeah. actual gigs. So eventually, like, uh, just, uh, the, the other guys managed to get home. And that's when, like, more and more of this stuff starts to come out. Uh, yeah. Met, I'm, I'm going to full shout out to metalsucks.net. We've mentioned them in the past. Uh, one of my favorite, like, music blogs. They are excellent. Um, but they went in a real, real deep dive uh, <laughs> into. Uh, Jared Fretton and the whole band and, and just kind of finding out glad how we didn't talk got... about it last week because it's too the big of material yeah, it's too big um, so they kind of found out a little bit about the man himself um, let me just try and find the article but it turns out that Jared uh, was in a death metal band with his brother that had like a degree of prominence in that like they had like a lot of like quite big support slots okay mm. so they ended up playing with like the black darling murder okay. and they got to they think they played like a very like an opening slot on like the summer slaughter tour which is like a big sort of like death metal extreme music tour in america sure stuff like that organized by mark slaughter oh, yeah. <laughs> god this is this like thing you reference all the time that no one else knows <laughs> is this your jared friend like he's not real <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go to empty venues. So it Mark turns out, yeah, he was in a, um, a like a kind of death black metal band called Serif um, with his brother. Uh, they played like a lot of local shows, and they were like probably like you know they had like regional popularity, okay. but yeah. never quite broke out. How hard to read is their logo? Um, is there... It's not that hard. Actually. Oh, I can read yeah. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably why they didn't get. I was gonna say uh, they can read yeah. it. What's the point? Jared Fretton's real name is Jared Ames, and he's someone who's been in the, aspiring to get through by the music industry for a while now. Um, with death metal band but he was in this band with his brother who's another guitarist and his brother basically said that eventually him and Jared like went separate ways because Jared was way more interested in making the kind of music he's making now this weird misconception of what mainstream rock Ooh, music should be flat rock vanilla yeah. yeah 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 like an attempt to bring back classic rock to modern yeah. day like I think Greta Van Fleet who kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of missed the boat on that one um, not even vanilla yeah but also, it, no, it, it, also it turns out that uh, Jared Fretton played with uh, in the band Abigail Williams for like a week. Okay. And they were like, "Oh, we literally." They said like he was with them for a week in like 2010, and they thought that he looked really familiar, but they couldn't place a finger on it. But apparently, he was in Abigail Williams for all of like a week or something like that. Um, so he was in this band with his brother. They all kind of went their separate ways. It sounds like he moved out to LA to kind of follow his dreams of becoming like this big, like, you know, rock star. Um, but as a result of it, it sounds really sad. Like, it turns out he's like apparently not spoken with his family in like years. And like on his Facebook page, there's like a message from his dad just saying, hey, if you anyone's seen Jared, like, tell him to get in touch because we miss him, stuff like that. God. He seems like completely consumed by like this ambition of becoming this rock star. Also, right to the point where like he's tricked and scammed loads of people. Yeah. Also, I think that one of my, uh, my biggest beefs with him and what he's doing as well, because like people have compared it to like Tommy Wiseau in the room. And stuff. That's, yeah, that's so, the number one comparison I hear. Yeah. So, my Tommy very much wanted to create his vision and his art, and kind of fails. Not in the well, long term, I obviously. Mean, but I, I, you, you know, know you not tricking I mean. anybody. If you, exactly. Yeah. If you, exactly. If, if you have but, like intention versus you know, or formal intent versus yes. um, how it's received then you could argue that he probably didn't succeed because he was trying to make yeah, a... Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, he's making like a Tennessee Williams-style, like, you know, drama. Yeah. Great American drama. Yeah, great American drama, yeah. He's looking but, at, like, James Dean was, and stuff like that. But that was all like made that. with, like, the most honest intentions. Yes, Whereas absolutely. Whereas with Threaten, I think his end goal is not, like, I need people to hear this music that's in, in my soul or anything like that. I think it's, I want to be a rock star. Yeah. I want to be famous. Completely. I want to be famous. Yeah. And it's backed up by how fucking hollow the music is yeah uh, do you know what i mean it's and doing it all fraudulently and this and that it's just real shitty that's that's why i don't think the comparison to tommy was are fair on tommy was yeah I in mean, the slightest it's only uh, it's only um kind of similar in that it's something which is quite bad which is exactly like, yeah people yeah, enjoy it because it's it's bad yeah but yeah i feel like 
Tom, Tommy has kind of turned it into like his own little sort of like his meme, and he's it's turned it into like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type yeah, thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and he's clearly having a good time, but he and he's enjoying. And he's uh, great. Yeah, I love that man. Whereas, like, where does what does Jared threaten do about this? Is he ever going to be able to tour again? No. Anyone sees him trying to play a gig uh, under the name Threaten, they're not going to book him. But then, all. but then you say that, and there's always asshole record companies that will take a ticket whatever Literally. it is so you've got like you, you know the cash me outside girl yeah who was famous for being an absolute asshole yeah. to her mum on tv got signed up immediately i know make a quick book do you know what i mean for, for literally but just being not the, legends the, 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 in glastonbury the thing is though as well like there's there's a there's a big difference between going to watch like a, a so bad it's good movie yes and so bad it's good music it's two different things, right? I, I could sit, happily sit by and watch like a couple of, like, a thing like Miami yeah. Connection or The Room this... or, like, or any kind of, like, cult movie like that with mm. an audience and really enjoy it. I think it would be, if Fretton did a tour, and I think it would be a struggle to get through an entire set of well, That's the thing. It's not even so bad. It's good. It's just it's bad. Just bad. It's so yeah. bad that it's boring and lifeless. Well, how was it for you when you saw Insane Clown Posse? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true, actually. No, no offence to the jugglers out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure, actually, yeah, I walked that back. So maybe, yeah, something like Insane Clown Posse, yeah, I completely... But then I imagine it might yeah. be quite fun life to it some was. degree. compared to Like, <laughs> yeah. I think mean, I could go see... I'm not into music at all, but I feel like if I saw them live... Yeah. That would at least be entertaining. If you want to bathe in Fago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing, though. But whereas Jared Fretton, I don't feel there's any fun to be had. We couldn't be more into Fred Durst's whole deal, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. But, like, completely sincerely as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true, actually. Yeah, I, 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 will go, I will go watch... Uh, if Limp Biscuit are touring, I will Great. go see Limp Biscuit. I'll yeah. have the time of my life. Yeah. That, Incredible. And that is maybe, like, a so bad it's good kind of thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, like, they're fun, enjoyable songs, yes. right? Yes. There is... Yes, it's dumb. It's like you're gonna have a few beers. Everyone's gonna have a great time. Exactly. Yeah. In, the, in the last track, he rhymes "ass" with "ass" four times. Yeah, <laughs> great. Wait, wait, last track. Which last track? They've had many albums. They're starting uh, working on new uh, ones. Well. I can't remember. Yeah, they announced a new it, one now. Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas with and the like, slaughter. Oh yeah. Whereas with um, threaten, like the music isn't even good enough to enjoy. Like imagine we're saying if he had dropped a banger of an album after that and it was brilliant. But no, he doesn't have no. the musical chops to do. No, that. I don't think he could. No. You could tell that maybe he did have a bit of like a metal background. So I'm not sure from the way he looks, but when you watch his listen to his music, you hear him play solos. He's guitaring, yeah. Yeah, his guitar, his actual lead work is completely at odds with the rest of the music. You can tell he can play guitar. Yeah, I mean, horrible vibrato. Definitely. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Again, it's all kind of a bit sad, but like Metal Sucks, uh, and again, I'll put a link to like they've got like a site uh, page which just has all of the articles about it. I'll put it in the bio of this episode cool. so you can look into a bit more detail. Um, but like, he, he, they, this article goes into a lot of detail about like, say, they discuss like they found like his wife's Instagram, who's like, she's like absolutely enamored by him, and I wonder if maybe she's like enabled him a little bit as well. Yeah. Because um, she definitely seems to have gone along with the con as well. Uh, mm. posing as like a fake uh, management and stuff like that um so we're definitely in it together uh but yeah that's what i thought initially but it was like a bank of mum and dad thing it turns out like his dad hasn't seen him in Man. years and his brother hasn't as well and his brother's like yeah we just he just kind of went off the deep end a little bit and got obsessed with his like rock star dream and like he's like i love the guy to death but i can't obviously i condemn his actions and stuff like that and and I it's and he, super he, important to have dreams and to chase yeah. those and do that but there's a right yeah. and wrong and way to do it's that it's not the cost of like exactly hundreds yeah. of other people yes yeah. exactly exactly um because like especially with like so many music venues as well like it feels like venues music venues are closing down yeah. all the time especially in bristol as well yeah we've lost so many venues in the last like five Shocking. or six years and, and the exchange uh, is a really small venue. Yeah, not... the exchange has changed a lot. And I think a big part of that is to make sure that they are still staying relevant, you know. Yep. And then to have someone just come along and like rip them off for an evening when they could have had a band where they could have made a profit off is it's just a crappy thing to do. Even if it is a hilarious story, yep. a fascinating, it's just an absolute shit thing to do. So I completely empathise. And they actually put on a album listening show, yes. <laughs> which we went to uh, on Monday. Uh where they had uh, one of the support bands as well, uh, Ghost in the Machine. Yep. Uh, Lovely dudes as well. We were chatting yeah, to them about the whole them. thing. But it was interesting because I was hoping, thinking, oh, maybe they'll have some interesting stories about 
the guy, but he seemed to keep Jared seemed to keep himself to himself. Didn't really talk or engage with anybody. No wonder he didn't yeah, really give yeah. anything away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. I, I don't think it's coincidence that the album listening was the first time I'd listened to that album uh, all the way through, and I've been sick for the rest of the week <laughs> since then. Like, genuinely been quite ill for the first time in over a year, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to put that down to that album being played to me. So, I in was... fact, wasn't wasn't uh, the last time you were ill after we did the Blaze Bailey? Uh, I think it was stuff with Mike for the Maiden Voyage oh you're right I think it yeah. was for the, for the other podcast we haven't released yet yeah, yeah. It was, it's bad, bad albums I need, to start, I need to start tracking these and, uh, <laughs> yeah so I was really interested to see because I was thinking well surely like the Jared Fretton interview is going to be coming soon and the ba- so the guitarist and the drummer basically quit the band and managed to get back home eventually yep. we did a couple of interviews about the experience the whole thing sounds very surreal they, 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 all just, they just seem more perplexed than anything understandably uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm perplexed. They, don't, they don't seem like completely because I think they don't, obviously they've, they've lost money on that travel and stuff like that Yeah, but they don't seem like too upset about it but like the drummer's just like hey I'm just looking at the positives it's got me a bit of exposure Hopefully, had a holiday yeah the, the guitarist was like well I've got another band and this is really what I'm about and hopefully I can put some music out and people listen cool. to it the bassist for some reason there was, <laughs> he's got back and he said that basically he he decided to just basically ride out the rest of the journey with them. Uh, and he's Maverick. Come, yeah. And he's come back and said that he would absolutely work with Jared Fretton again with no reservation. What? Really? Yeah. Maybe he's got some work off the back of this, the bass player, I mean. Or... Yeah. But then why would you work with... It, like he said, it always felt like people were overseeing everything, but he made calls to management and stuff and it all seemed legit. Uh, but they basically said that he had a really good time just sightseeing around Europe. So by, so by work, he would work with Jared Threaten. He means he would go on holiday with him. I don't know. He would work with him musically. <laughs> I mean, but if he's going to manage to get something they, out of it, then yeah, yeah like, good for him. But apparently, I yeah, hope he, he did. Uh, he got to, they booked him like a flight back home and stuff like that. But he's saying he'd totally work with him again. He said, if everything I've been told and experienced of Jared is true, I would work with him again, no problem. I really enjoyed my time with him. But if it's all been a facade, I'll be really distraught and disappointed. So I think maybe he's been with him so long he's actually I don't know who so knows maybe what he doesn't been, actually know the four details yeah he's drinking the Kool-Aid yeah, yeah. a bit with this yeah it could be and I mean I'm, I'm glad that someone managed to get even if it is just getting a bit of a jaunt around Europe yeah um, but I'm glad he enjoyed himself that way it doesn't feel completely crushed by it, it but it's him yeah. saying which is great because hopefully everyone's going to come out of this apart from Jared Fretton yeah a bit, hopefully with something positive yeah I hope so yeah. but but Jared Fretton, yeah. so I've, I've been waiting for Jared Fretton to actually kind of say something. I was like, Where, where's the interview and stuff like that? This is my so favourite thing about this whole story. Where, once everything broke out, he shut down all his social media stuff, just disappeared. And then I guess when eventually he finally started tweeting again, because God, if you go, now his Twitter's like not, not private anymore. You can go back and see a lot of like the posts and stuff like that. And it just looks, it's just rubbish. But like, <laughs> so on the 13th of November, he posted on Twitter, he tweeted... Jared Fretton to make fake official statement tomorrow. And he tags BBC News, uh, NME, Metal Sucks, uh, Metal Jackson, BBC News again for some reason. BBC News sandwich there. Yeah. Then, <laughs> he, then, he then tweets three days later, I couldn't fit a non-fake official statement under 280 characters or less. Hashtag part of the illusion. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag Fretton. Hashtag breaking the world. Hashtag what is real. That's followed up by a third and final tweet uh, where he said, What is fake news? I turned an empty room into an international headline. If you are reading this, you are part of the illusion. Ugh, asshole. Yeah, piece but of read, shit. Read the tags. They're my favourite yeah. thing about hashtag this. Hashtag marketing. Hashtag psychology. Hashtag social media. Threaten news. Uh, fake news. Threaten. Breaking the world. Hashtag music industry. Then at NBC, at BBC, at Joe Rogan, <laughs> at Rolling Stone, at Billboard. I would actually happily watch like a two and a half hour Joe Rogan interview. This is what he's really. trying to go for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, Joe Rogan to... that's completely what he's up for. But this guy, just, I just, as soon as I read that, I was like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it so now. now yeah. he's try- I think he's now tried to turn it into some sort of like publicity stunt. Or yeah, trying of course, to play off yeah. publicity stunt, which I think is the completely wrong way to do it. Because again, it shows no sincerity no regret that you've actually yeah. conned these yeah. people out of his money. You've cost these venues money. That furthers him into the asshole Completely. Yeah, there's yeah, he's no he's doubling of, down on it. There's no yeah. grey area of, oh, maybe he didn't think this through. Or maybe, yeah. He's now saying, I thought about all of this 
Yeah. I was aware of all the actions and what was going to happen. Mm. And, the first, and it was all part of my plan. The first comments when he said that as well, I was like, oh, so this is why you deleted all of your social media yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, that's one of the things about um, Tommy uh, Wiseau when after the room came out and started to build up notoriety was that he was first adamant that people just hadn't understood his work. Yes. Uh, and that he believes it's a great movie, he's a great performer, yeah. all this and that and the other. Then he kind of walked back on that and they tr- he tried to rebrand the film as like a quirky comedy. A dark that, comedy, wasn't it? A dark it? Yeah. comedy, yeah. and that he was going, he was trying to make a cult movie. But when he said those things, it was so thinly veiled because he couldn't sell that idea at all. And whenever anyone was like, oh, so it was a dark comedy, he'd immediately get on defensive, like, well, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's life's work, yeah. Um, so, and, uh, and then now he, I think he's just at the place where he's just embraced it as yeah. like a Rocky Great. Horror type thing. I mean, like, he's had a Hollywood movie made about his movie. Yeah. He's yeah. toured the world. Exactly. He's met me. Yeah. Well, he's met everyone in this room, in fact. Yeah. yeah. What more could he want? Precisely, yeah. <laughs> friend, friend of uh, Slow We Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, he. So this is the thing. The probably the thing that makes him completely unlikable is the fact that he's now just doubling down. Jared Fretton. Jared Fretton. Yes. Not so that like he's not. He's not like just. No, there's no sense of being humble. No apology to people. He's kind of screwed over. He's doubling down, but somehow he was still the brains behind all of this. Mm. But again, what is his point in doing this? If so, like, because he's not. If it. If he's then arguing that he's only made up his band, made up his music, done his tour just to get media attention, just to kind of make people question some, I don't know what they're trying to Nothing, question. Yeah. yeah then he, what's the point of it? What's he trying to say? He's that's trying the to say with his music. That's exactly what that's like. It's like, yeah, yeah, I want you to think about it, but it's so bland and derivative. There's nothing to think about. Yeah. You know what I mean, completely. I've never been. Apart, Is that fair? Apart from, I think it's fair. Yeah. Apart yeah. from like the listening party, <laughs> I don't think I've been able to sit all the way for that album. No. And the only reason why I could do it is because it was all in the background and I had a beer in my hand. Like, yeah. I, I've actually tried this. I tried listening to it on the walk into work the other week, and I turned it off like thirty seconds into it's, the first. It's song. hot garbage. It's absolute it's, crap. Because I was thinking, the only thing I could think about all this was that he, like a day or two after all this stuff happened, like a week later or whatever, he suddenly dropped like an incredible album, like. A master puppets, or a, <laughs> you know, like yeah, an absolutely yeah, yeah. game-changing album. Yeah, or it was all, it, or it was like, all oh. like, or it was all marketing for like a Spike Jones movie or something like that. Yeah, or okay. Nathan for you. Yeah, or like I'm still not convinced it isn't. I'm yeah. yeah I'm the more I think about it, the more I'm swaying but to I Nathan feel, for you. I feel though with this, too many people have been or, burned by it. Or yeah, tried, completely. Yeah. Too many like with Nathan for you. Yeah, exactly. Because with with the room, the only person ultimately who was kind of burned by it was Tommy. Was Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone involved. In that some movie. of the actors' careers as well. But yeah, I mean, even then, they. Can, yeah. yeah. But he, but I think like. But the thing is, the thing about the room is, it's something which has brought people absolute joy for years and continues to do so yeah we no, love it no one's gonna get any fun out of Fran no no um, I am looking on their web store now and I'm looking at a t-shirt and I'm so tempted to get one but the money will go to him you want to buy one second hand if you can yeah but they're going for way more money oh, no what shit. you want to do is just get one made oh yeah it'd probably be equal quality and then if he complains go you're part of the illusion <laughs> <laughs> and then walk away I mean I don't know where you're gonna yeah. be where you're gonna see him face to face oh my god we should counterfeit Threaten shirts. Yes. Yeah. Make sure Finally. we don't record it because <laughs> I don't think counterfeiting's legal. But I, this, this is kind of where the story ends now. Um, there hasn't really been anything. He's not said anything. I guess he's probably gone home and he's trying to just, like lick his wounds. Um, Quite glad it's burning out as well now. I don't know. I kind of want him to pop up again. What I really want to see him do is then try and launch something else, like a new album or a new tour. Or a fragrance. Can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Pitbull. Yeah. yeah. What a miss for women. The scent of threaten. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, and then also see it fall completely on its arse. <laughs> Jared for her. <laughs> <laughs> and go, well, look, listen now, Jared, you've actually got genuine press because you've caught people's attention. Now what are you going to do with that? And he's going to put some music and it's probably going to be absolutely terrible. He's going to try and do a tour and I was going to book him and it's going to come back and haunt him. Mm. It's, the whole thing is just fascinating. I think one of the things that I absolutely love, it's, it's perception versus reality, right? It's what someone thinks is like a really good example of like, or what they think is like what people want versus yeah. what actually it is. And this is a perfect example of that. Like he he has aspirations of being like a Foo Fighters style uh, size arena rock band. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't really know probably what makes that music. I'm just looking at the co- the covers of his singles and everything. The whole thing is so 
oh, self-elating. Yeah. Like he is, he is the musical equivalent of like enjoying the smell of your own fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he definitely considers himself to be one of the best-looking guys who's ever walked the face of the earth. One of the most talented. I think his Spotify bio is something like there's never been anyone like more talented than like, yeah, well, I can't believe it's a once in a generation talent. It says like uh, the world rarely sees so much talent wrapped into one person. Yeah. Jared Threaten, known professionally as Threaten, is a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist from Los Angeles, California. One thing I will just mention before we uh, wrap this one up is it turns out someone had like totally cottoned on to this months and months ago. And that oh, was really? uh, Wikipedia. So Wikipedia were basically in a kind of... Um, Threaten was trying to set up its own Wikipedia page. And of course. straight away, Wikipedia is obviously, you know, for, for all the criticisms of it, you know, you don't need sources, stuff like that. It's actually incredibly heavily moderated. And as part of their, um, their kind of policy, they have, like, complete transparency. Uh, I'm just trying to find the article now. They have complete transparency. But it turns out that... Uh, there was like some back and forth on uh, Wikipedia's like um, Wikipedia page, which you can actually go and see online, where they talk about how this page is actually completely self-promotion. There's no cited sources. So just a few highlights. Straight away, someone points out, can you explain the regular usage of promotional language, such as the famous musician Threaten and, <laughs> an, award-winning, and an award-winning solo artist who recently rose to fame is considered one of the most influential figures in current rock music in your edit summaries? What? Yeah, because uh, apparently Lisa Golding was the one who was like trying to create this Wikipedia page. Mm. Uh, another moderator noticed that all the sources uh, don't seem to be reliable at all. Um, Weird, that. That they use uh, sources and sites called toprockpress.com and celebritymusicscene.com. Nothing is verified. You can't cite the article as any evidence that the subject meets the criteria. I'm not going to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but it all seems like an elaborate promotional scheme, which has uh, not worked out due to the article averaging three views per day. <laughs> oh, this guy nailed it. This guy absolutely yeah. nailed it. Uh, then one, one of, uh, the one that hits a nail on the head is, this article looks pretty, but on examination, the sources are all primary, user-generated, or fake. It's almost com- comical in the peacock language, like prominent label, highly anticipated, released globally. Um, and the, it's all backed up by zero reliable sources. Um, they literally managed to work out that, like, yeah, all of this, these fans don't exist. They all like they exist on the other side of the world, Amazing. and they just delete the page and it's gone. You can go back and look through the edit summary on it. But they clicked, they figured this out like months ago, but not enough time to stop. They, they couldn't <laughs> stop warn the world. No. Yeah, they couldn't warn the world. But what I would do is, uh, and a big thank you to MetalSucks.net for this one because they've just put together. And uh, Vince Nilstein, especially, has put together like such a huge compendium of threat and news. <laughs> uh, so I will uh, I'll put the links in the episode description so you, anyone who wants to dive down this rabbit hole can. And also put some links to their music as well because people should probably listen to it. Yeah. Especially the YouTube page where it has fake interviews of him. Yes. So when, um, when we clocked this the other day, um, mm. when we were doing the Slayer episode and you left... Me and Jim watched some, and the interviews are so horribly staged. There's yeah. one that starts with him going, "Oh, sorry, which song was it you were asking about?" Oh, yes, this thing. And is it his wife it. doing the interviews? There's I no one doing interviews. I don't think it's anyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's acting like he's yes. responding. Brilliant. Yeah. I've checked that out as well. It's, it's all so self-aware. Why we consulted? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. After you left, we watched them for about an hour. Like <laughs> you you both yeah. said you went down the rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so we had to we had to climb out of that rabbit hole because it, it got really dull. Yeah, it did. Well, because we, he's not very interesting. Yeah, I can't remember any of the songs now, and we listened to one before the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, episode started. Listen to the album three times at a Jared Threaten night. <laughs> I, my, doctor, my doctor advised me not to listen to it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so Threaten, like one of my favourite if not my favourite news story of the whole year. It's year, if we wrote this. On a year full of crappy news stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was actually a pretty fun one. Yeah. Um, so we'll make sure all of that's available all on our social media stuff. Um, Absolutely. And you can check out our social media at Slowly We Rock on Instagram, Twitter, we're on Facebook. Um, you can drop us a message uh, straight to our Gmail, which is Slowly We Rock at gmail.com we'll respond to everything if you want to talk about anything if you want to recommend us some some gent bands to check out so that we can stop kind of 
Uh, ragging on Jen. Ragging on the genre. <laughs> Sounding yeah. like old men. We're, yeah, yeah we're, we're all ears. Um, um, rate us on iTunes if you like us. I Please remember do. you could see Saxon for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, rate us on iTunes. Uh, That's just a big get help. in touch. Yeah, um, if you like what we do, like just uh, give us a share on Facebook, Instagram, stuff yeah, like that. Or, or if you really like what we do, mm. buy us thirty thousand likes. Yes, yeah. buy us thirty thousand likes. Book us yeah. a venue. Uh, yeah. we'll do a live podcast tour. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. famous but podcast. If you could get in touch with our management, Lisa Golding, <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure diving into this. Uh, it really has. Yeah, thanks yeah. for being part of our illusion. Ooh. Ooh. Hashtag psychology. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you.